In this short cast, Professor Michelle Pollack describes the early treatment of neonatal diabetes with oral clobentlamide in an extremely preterm infant, first published in January 2023. Thanks for inviting me to present to you our paper and work. First, I should say that this is a long-term line of research that led us through neonatal diabetes to the usage of libanclamide. Indeed, more than 25 years ago, we actually uncovered some genetic background of neonatal diabetes, and it turned out that first chromosome 6 was linked to neonatal diabetes, then potassium channel mutation. And around 2005, 2006, we were able to switch the newborns affected by neonatal diabetes from insulin to oral glibanclamide. Why is that so important? It's because first, this is a metabolic treatment and it treated neonatal diabetes, but also because we're demonstrating along the years that glibanclamide has some neuroprotective effect. So in the years 2006, 2008, we set up a suspension of glibanclamide, thinking about treatment for very young and premature children. And actually, more than 15 years ago, we designed this glibanclamide suspension so that the osmolality will be amenable to be given to preterm infants. Then the molecules and the suspension was pharmaceutical grade and got the European Medicine Agency approval for neonatal diabetes. Let's go back to the paper and to our case. We were faced with a case in which diabetes was diagnosed the first day of life at 26 weeks of gestation. When the child was 32 weeks, it was not able to be treated anymore by insulin because the IV infusion could not be made anymore through the catheters. He had actually two central catheters that closed it, and then we were unable to administer insulin. So we were able to administer the glibanclamide suspension called amglidia through the feeding tubes diluted in mother milk. And it worked very nicely, namely the blood glucose normalized and stayed normal without hypo or hyperglycemic episode with two to three blood tests per day. So we demonstrated, and that is a very important proof of concept in the field and for our work, that glimanclamide was able to be administered through the nasogastric tube and was able to enter the premature baby's circulation and was able to do its job, namely stimulate endogenous insulin secretion so that no exogenous insulin had to be administered. The treatment was suspended at six months of age, and weight gain and gain in length were actually increased while the treatment was administered. Then we found out that this child has a different etiology, and that namely the hyperglycemia could be related to a mutation in the potassium channel. The potassium channel drives the depolarization of the membrane of the beta cell so that insulin can be secreted. So indeed, this child did not have really an hyperglycemia of premature baby in the usual sense, but he had both hyperglycemia as a preterm and neonatal diabetes. So that was a very nice experience because we were able to show that the very easy to administer suspension of glimanclamide 
through the nasogastric tube, was able to control hyperglycemia of this child. And I must mention that in the line of that case, we are starting now, actually today, we are starting a trial of glibanclamide suspension in premature baby, not affected at all by neonatal diabetes and mutation in the potassium channel. So I think it's a very good example how a very rare disorder, neonatal diabetes, leads to advancement of treatment that can be applied then to more common disorders such as hyperglycemia of the preterm babies. And I want you to read the paper and I refer you to the GEMD. And the first author is Alfonso Galderizi. Thanks for your attention. 